You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. And here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good morning, Birds fans. A dirty dozen days until the season gets underway. And dirty is a good word to use today because it's a dirty <clears throat> deed that a lot of NFL teams, all NFL teams have to do, and that's cut their roster down to 53. So a lot of guys who came in, worked hard in uh, preseason camps and offseason workouts are going to be told, yeah, you're not quite one of our best 53. The Eagles will have to do that before 4 o'clock today. They got a little bit of a jump start on it tomorrow. And Johnny Mack and I will, uh, with the help of two of our better uh, buds and guests, will uh, try and get you up to speed on what's probably going to look like the original 53-man roster today. Uh, Johnny Mack, you tweeted me or texted me about an hour and a half, two hours after the show to let me know that Jaquaski Tart was going to be one of those players who are not on the original. Yeah, that three. was a tough one for me, Jody. I I I flew too close to the stars, yeah. man. 
I was trying to hit a home run. I was trying, I'm trying to win this thing. The Eagles beat right of Rosser. And I said, you know what? The backup safeties were so bad. Maybe they default to the veteran status of Joukowsky Tart. And I put him on there. I didn't want to put him on there because he's done nothing. And I, I outthought myself. I, I outmanaged myself in, in baseball terms. I, I, you know, they, they did everything. And we told our favorite listener, you know, Jaquaski's the best safety on the Eagles. Well, by the way, are we getting our apology there? Yeah. Did uh, we get we'll, it yet? We'll, we'll keep an eye on the stream today. I'm guessing Dominique goes low profile today. Yeah. And, um, and uh, uh, just let me interrupt here because I'm going to be a pain in the rear end. Um, I got no problem with people who disagree with us. Oh, no problem. We get guys on the stream. I get people call me on WIP. Both John and I have uh, Twitter accounts, so people uh, will respond to things that we say or, in John's case, right. You can disagree all you want. Shoot, I'm wrong a lot. I get that. And I'm one of the few, the proud, who's willing to admit when he's wrong. And I think McMullen is for the most part, too. It Just don't make it personal. Don't. It's you, media guy. And I hate when people do that. No, we're all the same. Yeah. Big media. Wait, I always joke. We're having a lunch media too. guy. Don't understand. Yeah. You, media guy. As long as you're not nasty about it, you just want to go, yo, uh, sorry, John. Sorry, Judd. I think you missed a boat on yeah. this one. That's perfectly fine. But uh, our Jaquatsky Tart fan, who you and I both said from the day that he was acquired, Okay, we'll see. I don't know. Why did San Francisco separate from this guy? They're a smart defense, good defense. He's up there in age. Uh, I, I don't know that this guy's a lock to come in. The best safety on the Philadelphia Eagles. And you and I were most, both well off base to question as to whether it was a good signing for the Eagles. Well, he's the first cut down to uh, 53 from 80. Uh, l- let me go there with the question, and and I want to let you respond anyway, uh, shape form you want as well. Why do you think he was the first? Why do you think? Because that's early. In the not only was all of yesterday's releases early as considered to compared to those who are going today, but he was the first of the bunch. Did he give him a chance to to sign on with another team? Why do you think they made Jaquask the tart the tart of their list? Uh, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't believe he was the first. He was the second. Cameron Tom was the first. Okay. Um, my, my apologies. But to, we're to talking, we, yeah, we're talking minutes. I, you know, one was like right after the other, um, which by the way, Cameron Tom, another ill part of the NFL. He played every single snap in the preseason finale, Jody. Wow. Every single snap. All 65 offensive snaps that poor guy had to go through. Uh, and, you know, as I say, crash, t- crash test dummies. That bothers me with you, the safety hypocrisy. You know who I thought about uh, in that vein when the Eagles announcements came out yesterday? Hunley. How many carries yeah. did he have to take yeah. in the preseason? And yeah, he, he was, was an early cut as well. I truly thought, there's Johnny Mack to crash test. Yeah. He, was, the, he, was, he was the, uh, and Huntley's a, a, a good, you know, a good example of, you know, with the 67-yard touchdown. People get, oh, he had the 67. Yeah, but if you watch the play, that was just pathetic defense from Back Miami. They had, him, they had him pinned in, and it would have been a nice game. It would have been a 10, 15-yard game. Just two guys just completely didn't do what, what they were supposed to do. So you got to be very careful with those 
preseason game evaluations. Um, but yeah, with Chikowski, it was, I, I mean, the Eagles were trying to tell me I I'm angry at myself. I mean, they didn't give him one stinking first team rep all summer. Not one, not one. And, and remember both Anthony Harris and Marcus Epps missed some time. So, Everybody got first team reps. Kayvon Wallace got first team reps. Um, Andre uh, Sashray, Josiah Scott, they moved Josiah Scott from cornerback and gave him first team reps. Um, Reed Blankenship, an undrafted rookie, got first team reps. The only one who didn't was Jaquaski Tart. And boy, I'm angry at myself. Uh, they were they were saying, look, this just isn't working out in their actions. Um and yeah, uh, but again, the contract was to the point, and that's what we said originally when they signed him. The contract tells you a lot, right, Jody? And you know they can move on with no repercussions whatsoever. So if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Didn't work out, and you know he's probably not a candidate to come back either. Uh, it's very clearly from his side as well. This probably not the best spot for him, and. Obviously, wasn't getting a lot of attention elsewhere, so this might be the end of the road. Who knows? You know, somebody will be desperate and probably give him another chance, but who knows if he ever latches on again? Yeah, two things. Number one, I really thought you were onto something in your article on JacobSports.com that maybe the Eagles could negotiate a listen. We've got roster crunch issues. If uh, we let you go, wink, wink, nod, nod, we'll resign yeah, you after week yeah. two. I thought that was a distinct possibility. But with the facts, yesterday I told you, um, you said, uh, don't know if that works. Somebody might. There was nobody else in the league who offered him any more than the Eagles who signed him to a below market contract. So I didn't know how much the interest well, was. It, and- uh, from my standpoint, there it wasn't about money because obviously he's not getting a big deal. It, it's about sort of, you know, people they don't like the way they're treated and, and situation is they don't think they got a fair opportunity and they just don't want to be in a certain situation. That's what I meant for more of that aspect. If you, you know, veteran guy, you probably thought he was going to be defaulted to, to a certain extent. And he wasn't, and he wasn't, and he was getting passed over and pat. They were moving guys. Like I said, they were moving positions. They were given undrafted guys. Um, I forget who was on Twitter talk. Oh, uh, the honey badger was on Twitter and he quickly deleted it. Uh, this is the only industry where experience is valued, uh, where, where youth is valued more than experience. So everybody was like raising what's that about? Um, uh, um, you know, and it's not the only industry, believe me, but it is one of those industries where, yeah, they, Oftentimes, we know, we talk about it all the time with Howie, GMs, and it's not just Howie, GMs default to their draft picks. And those are the guys that get the the second and third and fourth chances sometimes. And, um, yeah, veteran players, you got to be really good. you got to be really good to hit 30 and feel comfortable in this league. And that's exactly where Chikwaski Tart was at. And he missed some time in camp for quote unquote personal reasons, right? Johnny Mac, that was yeah. what you were told. No, yeah. no one has any idea what that was about, but maybe Jaquaski felt uh, maybe he's uh, 
a watcher of uh, Macamaca on Birds 365 and saw Dominique come to his defense that he's the best safety on the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I'd lean more on what the coaches are choosing to do with you in practice, as John McMull correctly points out, never got any first-team reps as my barometer as to what kind of shape you're in and the possibility of making the Rodska there, uh, Jaquaski, but uh, he is now an ex-Philadelphia Eagle. And, yeah, I if if he's willing to come in and just be a crash test dummy, maybe – he gets another job, but I just don't – he didn't show enough to me in camp to say, this guy can still play, and he can help a football team. The Eagles are not great at safety, and they couldn't even bother to keep him to 53. So I'm not sure exactly where his uh, future lies. What's the future of the Philadelphia Eagles look at, at safety? Uh, we know who the two starters are going to be. They're going to have at least – one backup safety, I would think. Then they might have one guy who's a safety slash corner uh, slot guy can do a couple different things. Are they here on the roster? Is this the if there's one position where the Eagles are going to go out and pick up a guy off the waiver wire? Is it safety more than anything else? Where did the Eagles go from here at safety, Johnny Mac? Um, I think there's a couple positions. I think safety's one of them. I think uh, tight end is one of them. I think running back is one of them. I think cornerback is one of you them. You think they're going to make a play for a tight end? Um, backup? Yeah. I mean, if somebody's out there, um, that they, I mean, you comfortable with Jack Stoll as the backup tight end? He's their blocking tight end. Calcaterra is their backup tight end. You comfortable with golf? <laughs> All right. You, you want to go I, that I, route? You I would be surprised. Trent? I would be surprised if a tight end hits the free agent market uh, that gets cut that I go, yeah, this guy's much better than, uh, unless, uh, hold on. I'm editing myself on the fly here. If that, and I really OJ don't Howard? think, I don't OJ think Howard? this is going to happen. If you can find that combo guy, that guy who is like Dallas Goddard can both catch and block proficient in both areas. If that, and Oh, by the way, if you can do that, chances are you're not going to be on the waiver wire, but if you can find that guy, then maybe they would go to him and let a stole go. But if you can't find a guy who can block, they're not cutting stole and they're not cutting Calcaterra. So they don't have room for another. uh, uh, Again, it's, uh, it's about the, uh, it's always about the players available, but I mean, if somebody is available who, who they deem an upgrade and I thought you were self-editing yourself because it just came across that uh, the bills are cutting at OJ Howard. Um, Now, you know, that's a big name trap. Uh, I I don't know where OJ is from, but it says a lot if they're cutting him Um, and he's never lived up to the hype as a number one overall pick, but, you know, it's probably got more talent than Grant Calcaterra. I'm going to go on, you know, it's, it's, it's always about who's available. Right. Um, and you, but John, we could say that about every position on the team. If Yeah. Uh, well, if it, a, I'm saying those are the positions I'm saying tight end is one of the positions that they're looking for an upgrade running backs. One of the positions that they're looking for an upgrade safety is one of the positions that they're looking for an upgrade. And I'm talking about depth, main, obviously depth. Um, they, they tried out a corner, uh, yesterday and, you know, all they said, how many good young corners we have, how many good young corners kid from the Cowboys, I forget his name. Um, Quandre Mosley, uh, worked out yesterday. Um, 
you know, because Mac McCain and Carrie Vincent and Tay Gowan have been Mac McCain and Carrie Vincent and Tay Gowan. They haven't been what the Eagles expected. Those are the positions that they'll be scanning the waiver wire for and saying, can we get better? Can we get better at this position? Yeah, I mean, you're always going to default to the guys that you have been with you all summer. So it's going to have to be a clear and significant upgrade from the personnel department's evaluation. Um, if you if you wanted me to put odds on which is the most likely, it would probably be running back. Over uh, because I, yeah, because I think they need a they need a fourth running back, and he's not here. Um, and there's already a lot of options out there that would be significantly, uh, significantly better. Looks like Drake's going to sign with Baltimore. Um, everybody's calling on Alexander Madison, which he would be a perfect fit for what this team needs. But I don't think the Eagles would give up what it would take to get him. Uh, but the, it, it, it's it'll be easy for the Eagles to find an upgrade of running back. Um, you know, the, 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 the key is you got to get it right. They picked up Jason Huntley on waivers. Yeah. You need to, you need to get it right, but that's a position where they actually need a body as, as, as bad as safety might look to us uh, from a depth perspective, they don't need a body. They have plenty of bodies to choose from. They actually need a body of running So if they back, find this running back, and I get what you're saying about it's got to be the right fit. If he doesn't shake out, he doesn't shake out. He's not available. Active on uh, opening day, you think they're carrying four running backs? Well, it depends. Again, if they get a if they get Alexander Madison, yeah, he's going to be active on opening day. Uh, yeah. It depends about who the upgrade is. If they get Jason Huntley off the waiver wire and they're throwing a dart, no. Um, but there's there's an opportunity of running back because they need a running back. They need a running back. So if they get the right one, that's the guy who has the opportunity uh, to make a splash. I'm, I'm mainly talking about the body part of it, right? That's That's what I'm – like if you get Chuck Clark, great. You know, he's a starting safety. Um, you know, we'll see how quickly it ramps up. Um, but they don't need a body at safety. At least they, 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 in other words, I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly. They already have Josiah Scott and Andre Sacheray and Reed Blank and Ship and Kayvon Wallace. They might not be good enough, but they have the numbers. They don't have the numbers at running back. They need a fourth running back and they don't have a fourth running back. So he's not here. So it's gotta be, it's gotta come from somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't think they need a fourth running back to be hundred percent honest with you. I think they'll be good with three. Did you have four running backs on your final 53? No, because there's not four worthy. They're not getting through 17 games with three running backs. They're not getting through seven for week one. Yeah. Maybe you don't need a running back. Right. They're not getting through 17 games with, with, with three running backs. I'm not talking about active roster on game day week one. I'm saying they need four running backs on the roster for a 17-game season. Um, especially when you, with say, when you say on the roster, are you including the practice squad? 
Well, that's not, that's probably not good enough. I prefer to have um, a, a guy on the practice squad is probably not good enough. Again, I'd prefer to have an upgrade at running back, a significant upgrade, to be honest. Um, whether they're able to get it or not is the big question. Um, and let's be honest, at, at, at to cut down to 53, the odds are against you, you know, unless you're going to make a deal unless you're going to make a deal for a significant piece and that changes the dynamic, but I don't think the Eagles value the the talk with Madison is, is a three or a conditional four at worst. And the Eagles aren't giving up that for a running back. Yeah. And that's why I think they're going to come into the season. I think, uh, and I know uh, our first guest will agree with us. The former Oklahoma standout uh, will be on the Eagles practice squad and he'll be, quote-unquote, their fourth running back if and when injury crops up, got to elevate him for a game. Um, I, I don't think they're uh, going to end up. Uh, if the perfect guy drops in their lap, yeah, they'll reconfigure the roster to make room for him. But I I think they're ready to go with, to war with the three guys they have and uh, Kennedy on the practice squad. We'll ask that of our first guest. He's in the green room. We're ready to punch him up from the 33rdteam.com and right here with us on uh, Jacob Sports, part of jacobsports.com's uh, NFL coverage. Paul Dumwich joins us next here on Birds Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the polls. 
and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. With John McMullen, I'm Jody McDonald. Thanks for streaming in here on Bird 365 on Cut Down Tuesday. Yes, sometime before 4 o'clock, the Eagles will be at 53 men, as will every other team in the National Football League, which means a lot of guys are going to be out of jobs. And we actually feel bad for it, except for maybe Joukowsky time. No, I'm just, that's a joke, um, being a little overly sensitive today. But I do that from time to time. Uh, never the case when we bring our buddy Paul Domwich on. How many years you've been doing this? How many years you had to deal with cut down days and watching guys walk off and uh, know that their football career could be over and done with? Quite a few, uh, you know, kicking 40. Damn. That's a lot of guys who you've seen walk out that door. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of all that time. Of, yeah. Damo, uh, you, you, go back to the days of six preseason games, which was, wow, that was a rough, rough go of it. But uh, how much has preseason football changed in sort of that span to the past? I mean, it is utterly meaningless at this point. What are we doing? Do you set, is there any value in these games at this point? No, I mean, the, the only reason they still have them is because the owners want the gate. Uh, yeah. There's been sentiment, you know, especially when they went to 17 games to eliminate all preseason games and just go to these joint practices, you know, have teams have multiple joint practices, uh, which are safer, uh, probably just as you definitely more useful because uh, your starters are getting reps. Um, but, you know, the, at, at some point here, we're going to go to 18 games regular season. They'll go down to two preseason games. Uh, but that's probably the minimum because the owners are always going to want to maximize as many uh, gate receipt uh, opportunities as they can. Yeah, joint practices are safer unless, of course, someone's helmet comes up off and someone picks it up and starts to use it as a weapon against other players on the other team. Then it's not quite as safe as uh, you would By the think. way, real quick, does anything highlight better? Jody, you and I talk about this all the time. People think Roger Goodell is this all-powerful, you know, sort of wizard. And I, and I always point out, no, no, no. He's the lightning rod for the owners. They got the power. He's, he's the shield for the shield. Yeah. And here's an indication where he has no power. He can't because it's not collect. He can't even if he wanted to suspend Aaron Donald, suspend Aaron Donald because he can't do it in a joint practice session. He doesn't have the power. So I hope I just want to tell the listeners out there, it's the owners. If you want to yell at Roger Goodell, have at it. I mean, that's his job uh, to be that lightning rod. But understand, he is not the power in this league. Blame the shadow commissioner. That's Jerry Jones, by the way, uh, who's the most powerful of the owners. But I digress. Back to cut down day, Dama. Sorry for my tangent. Um <laughs> Uh, let's start with safety, Jaquaski Tart. 
how, how surprised are you that – I mean, this is a guy who played a lot of football on a very good defense um, for a lot of years. The Eagles are running that same scheme now, essentially the Vic Fangio-inspired scheme. So he's got some experience at least, you know, the terminology is different and all that kind of stuff. But he didn't get one first-team rep all summer. It, it yeah. was amazing. They changed Josiah Scott's position. He jumped him. Reed Blankenship is an undrafted guy from Middle Tennessee State. What happened, do you think, with Chikwaski Tart? Made a bad impression right from the start, I guess. Maybe there were mixed feelings about uh, acquiring him in the first place. Uh, although I can't imagine anyone's going to go against Howie if, if, you know, because Howie obviously felt strongly about acquiring him. I mean, he's not the only one. I mean, they, you know, the, the safety they got from Seattle and quickly turned around and, yeah. and traded him. I mean, yeah. I, I, I thought that guy was a natural fit, a guy that could play nickel and safety for them. Uh, you know, a couple of minutes later, he's gone. So, you know, there've been some, there's been some interesting things with, several of these guys i mean you can even look at the quarterbacks with carson strong who never got on the field pretty much uh even though they gave him a, a ton of uh, uh bonus money for for an undrafted free agent and soured on him so i you know i don't know i mean safety next to wide receiver safety seems to be a position they have a great uh, deal of difficulty uh evaluating and uh, they've got evaluations still to make at safety. But since you went there, let me ask you about quarterback. Is Reed Sinek going to be on this team's practice squad? They're going to try and do better. I would think they're going to try and do better. Uh, I mean, he can be on their practice squad, and you know, two days later they they could replace him. So uh, you know, they'll keep him if if there's no one better. Uh, by the time the season starts, he'll be on the practice squad. But I, I, I would not get a one-year lease if I were him, um, you know, because uh, they can do better. I mean, there's going to be people available that they're going to see as developmental projects that they can put on the practice squad. Um, there's a number of positions the Eagles can probably get better at when it comes to depth. I look at – we just talked about safety. You mentioned quarterback. Uh, I look at running back. I look at tight end. Um, a lot of positions. How how likely do you think? I mean, the Eagles are going to pick somebody up. They always do something. Howie likes to do that. But, you know, I started to think at the end after watching this depth, Damo. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I thought it was going to be tough to get down to 53 now i think it's a little bit tougher to get up to 53 my yeah. overreacting to bad preseason football uh maybe a little bit uh but you know this is a team that i think believes it can go to the super bowl this year so you can't have any weaknesses anywhere uh because there are going to be injuries and you've got to have people that you can you know be they can be the next man up um and I don't know what they're thinking at running back right now. Uh, I still, you know, you're right. I think I heard you guys talking earlier. I mean, I still think they need a pounder, a guy that can get that 
that one yard on, on third and one beyond uh, Jalen. Um, you know, I, I was a little bit disappointed in Kennedy Brooks in training camp and, and the offseason. I thought he had the potential to be that guy. Maybe someday he will. Uh, you know, he'll probably end up on practice squad, like you guys said. But, you know, you go back to 2017. I mean, the, the you know, the big acquisition that kind of turned things around for that offense was the guy. Uh, uh, Jay Ajayi. There you go. Um, you know, picking up him in the offs in the uh, right before the season started was huge, and I think this team needs to do the same because I don't, I just don't have a lot of confidence in Gainwell and Sanders to be a short yardage puncher. Boy, yeah, you I saw third and fourth and one, by the way, third and fourth and one with Kenny Gainwell trying to push it up the middle. Yeah. That is the one weird thing to me that they're using him as a short yardage back. Now, with Jalen Hurts in there, I was going to say, Jalen's yeah. not in the game. If yeah, Jalen's in the game, Kenny Gainwell's not getting the ball. Yeah, right. well, yeah true. If he is, it's going to be coming off a, you know, off an option play where yeah. the gaps are going to be a lot bigger. So, I mean, those are things that they're taking into consideration maybe when they're thinking about whether they need a bigger back. Uh, and plus, you know, you look last year, I mean, Jalen was pretty much a, you know, a certainty on, sh- on third and short. So, I mean, they had, I, I believe they had the highest third and three or less percentage yeah. success yeah, Which rate. I agree with, by the way. And yeah. I said, challenge their short yardage back. But yeah. then you have yeah. the people who say, well, what about health? What about safety? He's going to get hurt if you keep using them like that. So it's kind of, it's kind of, you can't have it both ways from that standpoint. Yeah. My feelings, John, have always been that that's part of his game. You, you don't yeah. you know. You, maybe you could have taken you could you take it away from Carson because I mean Carson could run, but it wasn't as uh, essential as it is with Jalen. And also, Jalen has a body that that can take a pounding. I mean, that doesn't mean he can't have a freak injury. Um, but you know, he's a fullback. I mean, that's basically what, what kind of body he has. So he can take some some hits that other people can at that position. Damo, I'm going to ask you to look into your Eagle crystal ball here for a second. I think the three of us agree that at uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon, Jalen Rager is still going to be a Philadelphia Eagle. Maybe it goes another way. Maybe he's actually traded. Maybe they get nerve enough to cut him. But I think uh, just nod your head. Yes, he's going to be with the Eagles at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Yes. Well, that doesn't mean he'll be here into you know in a week but uh i think for now he will be all right so uh take the next step he is here in a week in two weeks in three weeks in four weeks we're sitting in week number four are people going to be saying eh, they were smart to keep him because he returned to a couple of nice punts he actually made a play or will people be saying how are you idiot just when you get it wrong as a draft pick you got to be willing to move on why do you cling to these guys afterwards which is more likely, Rager surprises us, that he's actually contributing to the team or that it just looks with every passing week like it's a wasted roster spot that the Eagles kept them. Well, it's not like they'd be keeping them in place of someone much, much better. I mean, you know, he's, if he, he might end up being the fifth wide receiver with Deion Kane being the, the sixth. I don't think anybody's going to say, you know, Deion Kane deserves more snaps. Maybe there will be at some point. I don't know. I mean, I think there already is, Tom. (laughs) Jalen Rager can play. I mean, he's not an awful player. He just has not, is not shown up. I mean, I I think 
he, he's still capable of, you know, last year they tried using him on, on bubble screens and those sort of things. And it, it didn't quite work out. Maybe this year it does. I don't know. Uh, unless you've got a, a, a better replacement. I mean, there's no harm in, in keeping him right now. He's not going to be a distraction in the locker room. He's not costing you a ton of money that you can't afford. So uh, I'm okay with him sitting there. Yeah, I never got that narrative of, of Jalen being, and I see it all the time. I still see it as a low effort player or not. Uh, I think he's a low confidence player. I think he's lost yeah. his confidence, but I never got the th- thought that he wasn't he wasn't busting as you know what. I did. Have you ever gotten that that thought around Jalen? No, I mean I, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I and, and it's you know it's hard to believe. Well, I guess when you see when you go back and realize the scrutiny and criticism he took early on, maybe even a guy whose father played in this league and played for this team uh, yeah. wasn't ready for what happened. Uh, you know, he he just had the misfortune of being followed by Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that uh, was that was bad luck. Yeah. And you know, people are never going to let him live that down, as, which is one of the reasons why he's. I think he'll thrive uh, somewhere else as opposed to here. But no, you're right. I mean, he's always giving you 100%. That's not hasn't been his problem. And oh by the way, the Justin Jefferson thing will be revisited week heavily two. week yeah. 2 when the Vikings week come two. to town. You can't so get away from it. Get Poor get guy. ready to deal with that again, uh, Mr. Rager. I uh give me your read on coach Sirianni. Eagles go 0 and 3 preach. Yeah, I know the one loss means nothing. They rested all their started didn't play anybody. It became as meaningless as John describes it. Is he going to have this team ready for week one or are they going to beat the Detroit Lions because they just have that much more talented roster than him? Is this team going to be at 100% ready to go week one in Detroit, Damo? Well, they better be because I don't think Detroit's a pushover. I mean, Dan Campbell's got them uh, going no, in that no, direction. No. Uh, <laughs> Jody uh, doesn't believe it. The Lions the line stink. They stunk last year. They're going to stink again this year. Dan Campbell is they a They got to get better team. at some point. I, I love them at hard, on hard knocks, too. They're going to be a bad football team, and they're going to be a bad football team. We you know how many, how many close games they lost last year? I mean, that's if you can turn that around, you know. I, I, I mean, I, I think Nick's I, – I, I like the job he's doing. I like the way he's dealing with this team. Uh, they seem to have a lot of confidence. You know, I – I had some questions about the off-season program. I thought he was went too light, and I was w- worried that that was going to be a problem as far as lack of repetitions for people like Jalen and uh, and and how that would come out. But the double, you know, the joint practices have helped. They're healthy, uh, so I, you know, right now you you got to say that the whole approach worked because they're one of the healthier teams getting the starting line in the league right now. Yeah, they are. You, you do have to give him credit from that standpoint. And I do think people are a little freaked out by Miles's injury, but I keep being told it's just precautionary, just precautionary. Javon Hargrave, uh, Greg Ward, who is now uh, finally gone. So uh, Jody's got to close up shop, although he might be back in the, you know, on the practice squad. Who knows? But I, I, he's working on an injury settlement, so it won't be for a while. Yeah. Um, 
Richard Rogers, another one. Some of these standbys that the Eagles have kept going back and back and back. Is it is it positive to turn the page on these guys? I mean, you need talent upgrades. So at some point, you got to pull the trigger and and go with a younger body and trust your personnel people. Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I don't know what. I mean, they, they soured on Greg Ward last year, so that, I mean, it was pretty clear that that he wasn't Nick's cup of tea even though, you know, the influence he had in the locker room and the relationship he had with, with Jalen. I mean, they brought in Zach Paschal, and that was pretty much the end of Greg Ward's usefulness. So uh, I don't know the severity of this toe injury. I know that if, if there's any way he could have been out on that field fighting for a yeah, yeah. last spot, Greg Ward would be. So, you know, a lot of people minimize toe injuries. I mean, they end in years, end seasons. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I don't know what the situation is there. Uh, my guess is at some point here, we'll hear he, he, he's going to get surgery after he gets cut. So, uh, but yeah, you got to turn the page on a lot of these guys. And, uh, I don't have much of a problem with, with most of the people they're turning the page on. Damo, uh, see, uh, which side you land on here. Cause John and I uh, saw it a little differently when we discussed it in the first segment, tight end. We know Goddard's a starter. We know Stoll's the blocking tight end when they go to two tight end on obvious running downs. And I think Calcaterra looked good enough last week, and I think the team feels strongly enough about him. I don't think they're in play for a wide receiver off the waiver wire at all. I think that they have the three that they're going to have. If in doubt, when in doubt, uh, Rich Rod on the practice squad again. They've been there, done that how many times over the last – couple of years uh i i don't think tight end is something they're going to be able to or even all that motivated to look to improve do you think they're going to be in the market for a tight end if a really good one that fits their system and their needs uh drops there do you think they make a play for one i'd be surprised if they if they did jody uh you're right i mean i like the three they have you know calcaterra needs to learn how to block better but let's face it uh Marty, as Marty Morningwood likes to say, you know, all you want out of a tight end is is, is one that's going to lose with dignity when he's blocking. <laughs> You're not just you know, getting away. There are very yeah. few Dallas Goddards out there. There are very few Kittles or, or Kelseys. Uh, most of these guys can't block a lick. Zach Ertz could ne- was never a particularly good blocker, even though he worked hard at it and gave it his best effort. So, yeah, I think they'll end, you know, somebody's going to end up on the practice squad in case Stoll goes down so that they do have a, a blocking tight end for 12 personnel. But aside from that, I think, I think they see a lot of potential in, in Calcaterra as a pass catcher. Uh, and uh, I think they'll stick with those three. You know, Grant's interesting to me, Domo, for a number of reasons. And I agree with you guys that the Eagles like Grant Calcaterra. They like his receiving upside. Um, but he's a six-round pick, and I'm like, you know, when when do you defer to a six-round pick? Like it seems like the Eagles are deferring to a six-round pick, who, by the way, missed most of the summer with a hamstring injury, has the concussion issues, which I think are a little bit overblown because he's admitted he probably overreacted. He didn't have a lot of information, um, but still, you know. Very few six-round picks come into this league and say, I got a 53-man spot. But it seemed that way with Grant. He didn't even have to be out there, and they were going to default to him. Surprised by that? A little, but 
Calcaterra is a sixth round pick with an asterisk, uh, you know, the, which is the concussions that that basically almost ended his career at Oklahoma. I mean, he was a he was an all Big Twelve player as a freshman. Uh, was on his way to a probably be a, a day one, day two pick in the draft before the you know before he had multiple concussions and, and retired. Uh, I think they see the the Calcaterra that was before the concussions and believe that's what they have. You know, my concern with the and I and I think they have it as as far as the player. Uh, my concern is that it, you know, I mean this. <laughs> This, you know, this is a rough game and, uh, you know, he gets hit a couple more times and we're back to them, you know, him announcing his retirement at some point. So, you know, you're always worried about that, but I think they're looking at the upside and that's what they see in him. Damo, this is kind of a, uh, I don't want to make or break is too uh, tough a turn, but a show us what you got here for the defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. There, there are a bunch of different narratives the way they can play out. He could be great, and he can get a job as a head coach somewhere. He could be bad, and they could decide, you know, we got to go in another direction. Or he can have a good, solid year like he did this past year, maybe a little better because they improved the pieces that he has to work with. But he's not either gone or he's not a head coach elsewhere. Out of those three possibilities. Which do you think is most likely? J.G. is still here with the Eagles as their defense coordinator. He's a head coach elsewhere, or the Eagles have gone another direction with their defensive coordinator position. Well, I mean, he is on the wrong side of the ball for it to be a head coach, but I still think <laughs> if I had to guess, he'll he'll be a head coach next year somewhere else. I think he's he's going to be very successful this year with a unit that's got a lot more pieces that are versatile and can be successful and that he can change the approach he took uh, compared to last year with the whole bend but don't break thing that was driving people crazy. Uh, I mean, I don't think we're going to see Jim Johnson. I mean, he's not going to be that kind of guy. Uh, but, you know, I just I, – I, I mean, I defended him last year because I just felt he – he didn't he didn't have much and he didn't know what he didn't have, so he was just trying to minimize the damage. This year he's got people that can play – that he can move around, that he can that he can kind of keep offenses off guard. So I think he's going to be very successful, uh, and he'll end up with a head coaching job. Uh, since Jody went down the coaching staff wormhole, I want to look at the offensive side of the ball, and I'll ask you, um, what should the Eagles' offensive philosophy be? Should they be trying to sling it around? Because they got AJ Brown and they they're going to pay him twenty five million a year, um, should they lean on what they were successful at last year? You said take advantage of Jalen Hurts' skill set, his traits, combination think, of both. What should they do? I think a combination of both, John. Um, you know, I mean, I don't think they want to sling it around. I don't think that's. I don't think Jalen's ready for that. Uh, I don't think. I don't think it's his strong point. Uh, but, I, you know, you're going to see a mix of everything this year. RPOs, uh, you know, deep balls to some of these guys when things open up uh, and a lot of runs. Not as many as last year. But, you know, I could see them. I mean, 46% run is, is, is pretty heavy in this league. Uh, I mean, they passed that by a mile last year. But, I mean, I, I think we could see that this year, like a 54 pass, 46 run, assuming they're successful, assuming that, you know, that, that line is 
both doing a good job of run blocking and a good job of protecting him. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think there's going to be a mixture here. You know, they've got so many different – I mean, the guy I think is going to really have an, a breakout season, not so much A.J. Brown, uh, and this is Dallas Goddard. I mean, I think he's ready to become the next great tight end in this league. Um, you know, and I think he and, – and I think he's going to be a, a huge factor in the red zone this year. I think he's going to be a huge factor on third downs. Plus, you know, what he brings to the, to the run game is something not many tight ends I'm can. with you. I yeah. said I I did my top Eagles players. I have Dallas just pure football players, not impact, because obviously it's the quarterback. I had Dallas Goddard number one, number one. He can do everything as a tight end, as you mentioned. Yeah. There's there's like two of those guys, maybe three yeah. left, yeah. Uh, and he does everything at a high level. He's a great football player. I agree with you there. Sorry, Jody. You <laughs> know what? No problem. The thing is, you talk about scouting, and they lucked out. They had no oh, idea. Oh, they, they had no idea it could block. None. None. It wasn't asked to block at South Dakota State because he was such a good receiver at that level. They yeah. had no idea. Yeah, it was amazing. They got him, and it was like, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm with Damo, uh, John. You're talking about his overall game, which you're right, is as good as there is in the National Football League. I think he's right there with Kittle, as a matter of fact. But on the producing numbers end, I'm with Damo. He's going like sixth or seventh tight end drafted in fantasy leagues this offseason. I think he should be two or three. I can't believe that they're putting guys ahead of him that I just don't think is going to be the case. I think the quarterback's going to throw the ball to him a lot this year uh, for the Eagles. All right, Damo. Yesterday I did notice that, and probably because of the Tyrone Smith injury, most betting outlets have now made the – Cowboys and the Eagles the co-favorite in the NFC East. I actually had the Eagles slightly added to Cowboys before the Tyron Smith injury so this just fortifies for me the Eagles position as the favorite in the NFC. If you were doing the handicapping from a wagering perspective uh, you good with them being right now even at this time should the Eagles be a favorite should the Eagles be a big favorite how do you see the comparison between the top two teams in the NFC East? I'd, I'd put the Eagles as a favorite right now. Uh, not a heavy favorite. I think it's going to be a competitive division with, with them in Dallas right you know right down into December. Um, but Dallas always finds a way to screw it up. Usually in the playoffs, though, Don. Yeah. They, they usually get <laughs> This year might be a little bit Yeah, early. I mean, that Tyron Smith injury, that and because he's been banged up the past couple yeah. years, and when he's not on the field, they're not the same team. No. And all of a sudden, they got a throw. They have made the move. They're uh, Tyler Smith, their first-round pick. They're going to throw him into the deep end of the pool and play left tackle. Oof, that's going to be that's going to be ugly. That's going to be the Jim Schwartz startup cost moment when they when they watch Tyler Smith. So, I think it, things have tilted towards the Eagles' way, um, but. You know, let's put on our negative hat. If things could go wrong, besides injuries, because injuries can affect anyone, they just affected the Cowboys. There are any concerns that say, all right, this team could underachieve because of this? Uh, besides injuries, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think anyone still is. I mean, 
I'm, I, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be terrific this year, but I don't think we know for sure. Even with the weapons, even with the protection, even with the second year in a, uh, you know, in the, in the same offense for the first time since high school, uh, until we see it happen uh, in real time, we're not going to know for sure. Uh, which is why these first few games are going to be so important. Yeah, see, I'm going safety. I, I really think, and not because Joukowsky Tart uh, <laughs> died out on us here. Uh, it's because they weren't all that good, Anthony. Zero to ten. Zero being how the hell is this guy still in the league? Ten being Pro Bowl. What kind of season do both of you guys think Anthony Harris is going to have this year for the Eagles? Eh. Five, I would go five. I yeah, think that's five, isn't player. he? He's right in the yeah. middle. You can't right. go higher than five. Uh, he's an average nobody's, player. Nobody's stepping up either. I mean, Kayvon Wallace is, you know, no. probably is, is on the, you know, could be on the roster bubble here, uh, if not for the fact that he's a fourth round pick. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's. I just think you can you can the Gannon can find a way to survive without. Uh, Great safeties. They certainly don't have great safeties, but yeah. without it being a liability day, week in and week out. But let me ask both you guys, John, I definitely want your answer on this one. If Gannon is so married to the Vic Fangio system of doing things like many other teams in the National Football League, isn't a playmaking safety a big part? Are we are we banking on Marcus Epps being that guy? Cause- well, they do like Marcus a lot. Uh, you know, you can't get everything you want. Remember, the Eagles wanted Marcus Williams. I mean, they went they went heavy in on Marcus Williams. They just get out outbid. They got outbid. Um, so they knew they needed an upgrade at safety. But you know, they got upgrades at edge rusher and 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 nose tackle and one technique and Jordan Davis. They got an upgrade at linebacker. You can't get couple upgrades you can't get everything you you want in one off season but their actions show that they needed that they knew they needed the safety they were unable to get it so now you got to cobble it together and the hope is marcus epps can take a big step forward i think people are starting to take that for granted i'm a little concerned i i, I like marcus but we haven't seen it similar to what you said damo we got to see it first um, but he definitely has looked like the best safety on this team. I don't know if that's a positive uh, <laughs> note. I mean, I would rather have, you know, Jonathan never stops talking about Harrison Smith, Harrison Smith, Harrison Smith, Harrison Smith. Yeah, I would. he would rather have Harrison Smith yeah. in his prime. He knows. It's not like he doesn't know. Um, so, but you can't get everything, right, Donna? Right, right. Yeah, you know, you – you lean on your linebackers a little bit more. Uh, you, you know, you you mix things up coverage-wise. I think they'll be fine against the run where the safety is need to be as big a factor uh, because of the huge uh, human being they're going to be putting the defensive tackle. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I agree. All right, Damo, you've done your due deference to uh... – uh, Ex Eagle coach uh, Deuce Staley and/or Coach Campbell up there in Detroit. Uh, I'll be watching Hard Knocks tonight, entertained and interested. But the Lions stink. Um, give me, give me the reason why the Eagles are going to have a tough time in Detroit Week One. Where I, I just put these two rosters on a scale, 
and it goes like this: Eagles over the Lions. Uh, why don't Why don't you see it that way? My, it's not that I don't see it that way. I just I just don't think that we're talking about a pushover here because Detroit wasn't a pushover for anybody last year. Except uh, I was going to say you did see the Eagles Lions except, game, right? Except well, okay, the Eagles oh, a couple, okay. yeah. Uh, but I mean, they're playing they're <laughs> they're playing in Detroit. Um, they're playing in Detroit. <laughs> That's where the Eagles hung 44 on them last year. I'm just saying. Home yeah. opener, though. Everybody's excited. I've told Jody that. You know, everybody's excited, optimistic. A little bit different home opener versus 0-8 or whatever the heck they were. Never, bet, never bet week one because uh, yeah. you're going to lose. Never bet week one. By, Jody, you know that. By, never bet week by one. By midway through the fourth, third quarter, uh, they'll be saying SOL. In the Sol, better call Sol because it's SOL, same old Lions. The, the, not gonna, the, not the, gonna be a problem. The Lions, you know, they have some good players. Frank Ragnow might be the best center in football. Panay Sewell. See, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you know, Jason Kelsey could be watching yeah, right now. Frank Ragnow. You just, might... put, you just put Frank Ragnow ahead of Jason Kelsey. That's Frank the best Bra- center in football. Frank really? Ragnow did you is... say that, McMullen? Do, I did can, we say re- that. can we rewind this tape? I rewind it. He is the best center in professional football. Uh, was hurt last He's year. He'll be the second best center. He might be the third best center on the field that day if they decide to put Jerkins in. Oh, game. would you stop? Tell him, tell him, tell him, Damo. Frank Ragnow is a player, is a dominant player. Um, I agree. I was agree. injured last year. Panay Sewell, their first round pick. He's a stud. They have Taylor Deck, Checker, first. Frank Ragnow is far more proven than Panay Sewell. He's already proven he's a top-level player. Um, they got Aiden Hutchinson. Um, they're, you know, when you're as bad as the lines have been for as long as they've been, you start getting these first-round picks, and every, you wake up one day and say, wow, we got some pretty good players. At yeah. some point, it's got to turn around a little bit. That's Jody my playing any of this. No, not well. He's one. used to the Jets, so same old Jets. Exactly. Same old Lions. The, the Lions are the Jets of the NFC. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. they they don't get out of their own way. It's that's oh well. There's exactly something to that. There's something, there's something to that too. You gotta. It's a bad organization, so you gotta factor that in. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Pete Damo though, uh, Paul Damo, which read him the thirty third team, um, JacobSports.com. Um, 53, man. Any surprises? I'll leave it there with you, Dama. You expect any, oh, that ooh moment for the fan base? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, there there aren't many secrets. I mean, we already know Ward's, you know, gone. Uh, No, I don't don't expect anybody that's going to knock our socks off and surprise us. So Jalen Reagan is going to be here, is what you're saying. Unless, yeah, I mean, unless, uh, you know, I mean, the guy, I'm, I mean, Andre Dillard is still here and there are teams that need a left tackle. He's had a good team. Uh, I don't know if they're just not getting anything close to an off the kind of offer uh, they want to hear, or if they just feel that they're going to keep as much depth as they can possibly hang on to. Yeah. The difference is I think they're actually being offered some decent compensation for Dillard and they're sitting on that fence What's he worth versus what do we lose if we move off him? I don't think they have any offers for Rager. 
I don't yeah. think teams are putting conditional seventh round picks out there for Rager. That's why I think it's either he's here or he's cut. I don't think there's any chance that he's traded. Yeah. I'm getting and, cut with that cap hit. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's going to be here and he's going to be the punt returner too. So maybe that's the way for the Lions. Maybe a muff punt in week one. <laughs> Damo, great stuff. Always a pleasure whenever you come on board. You know we're going to have you back up in a couple of weeks. Thanks for jumping in with us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Damo. Paul Domwich, who's doing some writing for us in season on uh, jacobsports.com. Read him on the 33rd team. Like he told you, he's only been watching these guys walk out the door for the last 40 years. Uh, Are you headed over there today to watch guys wrap up their stuff and get out of there or? Uh, uh, yeah, it, how he's going to have his, uh, press conference at, uh, um, uh, you know, four, a little bit after four, four thirty, most likely. So, uh, no, not going to watch guys, uh, pack up their stuff, but, uh, we are going to get to talk to Howie Roseman about, uh, the cut down. We'll talk more about the cut down next right here on birds 365. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. 
go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. got your Mega Mac guys here on Birds 365, McDonald and McMullen hanging with you. Uh, Chris Franklin from NJ.com should join us less than 20 minutes from now. Thank Paul Domwich for jumping in uh, with his measured opinion, as he always does when he comes on with us. All right. I want to give props to one of our guys on the stream here. Um, you just mentioned Harry Roseman's going to speak today. Um, G.I. Zoe Sports Radio who uh, streamed in just a couple of minutes ago. I really want to hear his sorry ass. Wouldn't go (laughs) quite the way that he chose to go, but his his point is a good one. Um, Talking about Howie Roseman. Excuse as to why you give an undrafted free agent that kind of signing bonus. We know he's referring to. Uh, But then don't play him any snaps in practice or the preseason. Honestly, one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. I did want to talk to you about the quarterback, third quarterback, where the Eagles are going to go from quarterback. Our own Rick Saratello comes on after us today, uh, who I've been having on as a guest for over a decade. I think he's great at the NFL draft stuff, puts a lot of time and effort into it, gets to know these guys. I've been following his ranking, having him on as a guest for years. He stuck behind Carson Strong all year last year. Had him rated highly in his draftable quarterbacks. Even when he wasn't drafted, he still believed in him. And that was one of the reasons why. And I saw Carson Strong play a couple of games last year, and he looked good to me. Didn't wow me, but he looked good enough. All right, he can be an NFL backup type guy. I, so I, I I may have cut him a little bit more slack just because Rick was as uh, staunch in his support of him. You were practice every day. I went to one practice. You saw a lot more of Carson Strong than I did. Not that None of us more. saw any Carson Strong in the stinking games. They, they didn't even make him a crash test dummy. It was ridiculous how they used him in the game or didn't use him in the games. Was he really that bad in yes. practice? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it was, it was bad. It was, it was, I thought Clayton Thorson was bad. Uh, he was worse than Clayton Thorson when Clayton was here. Um, man, every time he got out there, it was ugly, Jody. It was, you know, the Eagles have these developmental periods where, you know, a lot of third teamers get reps. And every time he got, uh, you know, it was more, it was just as likely to be an interception. It was like Jimmy Garoppolo in the NFC championship game. Um, it, it was bad. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't earn his reps over Reed Sinet, uh, who wasn't good either. Um, maybe in a different era, you'd have a little bit more time. You have the more preseason games, you have the more practices, you have the more reps to, to, to split out in this environment, in today's environment, when everything's at a premium and Nick said after the game, you know, when he, before the game, actually, when he was talking about practices, um, you know, we wanted to get um, 
the reps for Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew. And then for the games, the game against Miami, he wanted to get reps for Gardner Minshew and Reed Sinet because those are the guys that are going to be here or might be here in the case of Sinet, um, more likely on the practice squad than the active roster. Um, and that's so how they went that, about that's it. My, that's my next question. We can get to that. But yeah, I mean, I want no part of Reed Sinet here. It, 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 well, if you want no part of Reed Sinet here, which I have no problem with, I mean, I think they can do better. I'm with you. You don't want Carson Strong here because Carson Strong ain't better than Reed Sinet. It's not close, Jody. All it was right. a blowout. No, I, I get that. And I trust you. Uh, you need a scout's eye as uh, much as you have a scout's eye as anybody else. Um, here's a question that I read, I have for you about a question that you may or may not ask Howie Roseman, that anybody may or may not ask Howie today. Um, you know, my father was in professional sports. He went from being a scout to being someone whose job it was to scout scouts. And then he became a scout again after he decided million-dollar decisions and high-pressured situations were no longer for him. Just go back out and evaluate the player and, and put a grade on him, give you a scouting report on the guy. But when he was the general manager, that was his job. He needed to scout his scouts. Other people were watching the players. You and took the information. You decided how much was accurate in the light. You do your own film work, whatever. It's a little different with uh, football than it is uh, scouting high school uh, co- uh, players in Major League Baseball. But will anyone ask Howie Roseman today, who was the scout who recommended Carson Strong? Because you had to believe in somebody there, Howie. You gave him $300,000 guaranteed money. And he was a ghost during the preseason games, and you couldn't cut him fast enough when you had to get to 80 men. Somebody advised Howie in that role to make that decision. Any chance he throws somebody under the bus today? No, no. And and no one will ask that question for a couple reasons. One, you know how he's not going to tell you. Now, he might tell me in in private. um, He's not going to throw one of his scouts under the bus. And the perception is, and, th- and and this is wrong. This this part of it is wrong. The perception is that $320,000 in the NFL is a big deal. It's not a big deal. All it indicates is it's a rounding error. All it indicates is they thought at the, at the start of the process that Carson Strong had a chance to be an NFL player. And um, – they valued him to the point of an undrafted. Remember, you're starting as an undrafted free agent. They valued him very highly as an undrafted free agent. That is fair to say. That is very fair to say. When you cut any undrafted free agent, any, the one who got the most guaranteed money or the one who got the least, which is usually zero, um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter from a standpoint of, of the finances of the football industry. If he made the team, Jody, um, the the rookie minimum salary is over 700000 now. So he'd be making over $700,000 in that three twenty. It wouldn't be in addition to that three twenty. Right, that three twenty right. is folded into that. It, it is the three twenty is meaningless, meaningless from a, from a, 
football salary cap management standpoint, other than, you know, if you want to, if you want to put a percentage on it, 98 or 99%, because you gave them a dollar, you gave them something. Uh, But the people are overreacting to the number because of the, if he stunk up the joint, he stunk up the joint, you move on. That's every undrafted free agent. And then, you know, you pump out your chest if Reed Blankenship makes the team, and they gave him, I think, 50 grand. Hey, I got Reed Blankenship. Um, right. Perception plays big in this, yeah. John. Yeah. It, it, actual reality is the point you're making. You're right. It's not that big a deal. Jeffrey Laurie has the 10th most valuable franchise in the National Football League worth, what is it, like $4 billion? Yeah. Uh, Dallas is number one at six, and Eagles are high three or low Eagles are always three. last in the NFC East. And I have no idea how the Washington commanders could be worth more than the Eagles, but that mess of a stadium of an owner, they can't find a place to give them a state. Those numbers are ludicrous. Nothing against Forbes. Sorry, Forbes. I mean, Forbes is good at crunching those numbers. Those, well, how are they pretty good? How are they getting to the Washington Commanders because of the market? They've been, they've been a, uh, an accepted industry standard for how many years, John? But that doesn't mean they're above criticism. Mm-hmm. Valuation. You know what we know? We know the Denver Broncos are worth four point six billion because they were for sale. And that's what they got. That's what, that's what we valuation is a bunch of hooey. Uh, it doesn't matter unless you got some a, it doesn't matter unless you're selling B then you got to find somebody to buy it. And if you can get somebody to buy the Washington commanders for more money than the Philadelphia Eagles right now, whew, they they're poor businessmen. Yeah, but the Washington uh, commanders could be for sale because there is an owner that's under siege as compared to Philadelphia Eagles, which I don't think Jeff Laurie is planning on selling. I think he's planning on handing it over to his son. Who, oh, by the way, we haven't mentioned in months. At some point, we got to bring Jeffy's son back into this. Julian, um, maybe Julian picked Carson Strong. Yeah. He'll be fine. If He'll that's fine. the case, you know that's staying under wraps. You'll never get an answer. On or off the record, McMullen, you'll never get an answer on that one if that's the case. All right, here's my uh, point about Carson Strong and Reed I had a uh, buddy on from uh, Miami, uh, Zach France, does the morning show on WQAM to do a Dolphin preview for me on CBS. And he mentioned Reed Sinnott to win it. That's what the Dolphins actually thought last year. But the Eagles came in, swooped in, grabbed him when he hit waivers. He stinks too. Maybe not as bad as the Detroit Lions, but he stinks too. (laughs) If you're telling me Carson Strong was worse than him in practice. Oh, my God. It wasn't even close, oh, Jody. Mackerel, he had to stink. He stinks out loud, I guess. But Reed Sinnott just stinks, period. Um, Chris Strebler out there on the open market. Now, uh, give me uh, – it comes to uh, – Jody Strebler? Excuse me? Did they cut him? Oh, yes. Oh, what? see, I, did, I haven't seen – Because they yet. have Wilson. They have Flacco. <laughs> They yeah, have Mike, Mike White. White. Yeah, they've got three quarterbacks, so there's no Strebel had no chance. He was just out there. He was supposed to be the crash test dummy that Reed Sinnott turned out to be, or except he kept moving teams down the field and sticking it in the end zone and winning all three games in the final possession of the game for the Jets the last couple of weeks. He proved he can throw. He proved he can run. 
he could be number three here in Philadelphia. He's four with the Jets. Other teams, he'd certainly be a four. Is that a guy that uh, the Eagles should be looking at? Because I think for the quarterback factory that the Philadelphia Eagles are supposed to be, they got two losers this year. For me, Carson Strong, loser. I have to take your word for it because I didn't see it, but I believe you and I believe the Eagles. And Reed's in it. I saw it with my own two eyes. He can't play. He can't throw. He's not a quarterback. Uh, that's why I think there's, there's a better chance the Eagles make a roster play for a quarterback than a tight end, Johnny Mac, should they be in the cornerback, uh, third-string <laughs> cornerback market. Yeah, I mean, they should look for an upgrade, um, whether it's the practice squad or the 53. They should try to get better than Reed Sinet. Um, Strebler, I remember because, you know, with the Jets game and I didn't know where he came from. I don't think he's their type of quarterback for the developmental prospect because he's too old. Number one, he played in Canada, um, as I recall, won a great cup, I believe. I don't think they won a 27, 28 year old guy. I think they want a developmental quarterback in that role. A, a guy who's, you know, 20. All right. So let me give you another one. I'll give you another one. What happens if the guy who marched it up and down the field against the Philadelphia Eagles this last week, Strebler did it week one in the preseason. Skylar Thompson. Yeah. Well, Skylar. Yeah. Skylar's more of the fit. Because Skyler's a, a rookie, so yeah, I could see that. And he if they a, can get better, if he was a seventh round pick, and Eagles didn't have any seventh round picks this past year. Yeah. So maybe they even had a pretty good report on the guy and would have been interested, and may have used a seventh round pick if they had the chance. They didn't ever have the chance. Uh, he, as you say, fits there. If their plan plan is we need a young guy, we need a developmental guy. Uh, if that guy shakes out, I'm claiming him. Uh, I'm putting the claim in immediately. I'm not even waiting to negotiate. He's mine if the Dolphins decide to cut him today. Yeah, I we you know Nick seems very comfortable because we asked him this down in Miami. Seems very comfortable with the two quarterbacks on the 53 philosophy. Uh, he doesn't have an issue with it. Howie's tended to want to keep three, and he's in charge. Um, I don't know if I just claim him to put him on the 53. If you can get him on the practice squad. But if you knows? had to, you, so you wouldn't claim him uh, to put him on the 53. Nah, I don't, want, I don't, you don't think third, Thompson's good enough. I don't want a third quarterback on my 53. Unless I can get, you know, a real guy that I know. Um, I can put him on the practice squad. But which is, do you want a real guy you know or a young guy who hasn't shown anything yet, but it's developmental? No, I'm saying my personal opinion is I don't want a quarterback on the a third quarterback on the 53. Um, there's no there's no need for it, especially in today's in, in a world where um, you have the 60 man practice squad, 16 man practice squad. You have the six veterans. There's no need for it. You can have a special teams player that can you maybe use, and then if injuries happen, then you just elevate them the next week. Um, I'd rather, from a strategy standpoint, I'd rather go that direction. There's nobody out there good enough um, to to waste a 53-man roster spot. They All don't right. want a veteran, so there's nobody out there good enough. So let me uh, make this the last question before we take a break. And Chris Franklin from NJ.com scheduled to join us next. 
the past couple of years, I was okay on game day when the Eagles only had two active quarterbacks. If the starter goes down via injury and the backup comes in and the backup turns his ankle, somebody else has got to get behind center for however many uh, Man, you plays don't have Greg Ward game. anymore. Greg Ward is gone. He was the guy. He was the emergency quarterback. He was given his walking papers. You know I'm a fan. I'm a little bummed out. Truth be told, yeah, I knew it was coming, so it didn't bother me that I had prepared myself for the fact that Greg Ward, even though it might have come a day earlier than it could have, it was coming. There was, there was no dodging that bullet. Knew it was happening before 4 o'clock today. Who's their emergency quarterback? Well, uh, I'd have to think about that. Um, maybe they can go Lane. Lane played in junior college. Maybe they can have the first six foot uh, six, three hundred thirty pound emergency quarterback. Uh, I'm sure some of the receivers played quarter. Look, you're screwed at that point. You know you're screwed. Um, but I can't worry about that. Jalen Hurts. It doesn't have a history of um, significant injury. Um, Gardner Minshew doesn't have that history. I mean, if you're down to the third quarterback, you're screwed in the NFL. Most teams are screwed if they're down to number two. So, I mean, I can't. But, but, But you have to at least contemplate what you would do if thrown into that situation. Well, yeah, you contemplate it. Nick Sirianni can't on the side and go, uh, we don't have a third quarterback. You win and walk off the field. No, you have to finish the game. There yeah, has you, to be a plan in place. Exactly. You contemplate it. But I'll say this, and I'll look at and, and I'll try to think about who played quarterback in the past, and we'll get Chris. But how long did they have Greg Ward? Three, this, uh, three years, right? A little bit. Three or four. Uh, uh, how, mu- how much did he play quarterback? He never played quarterback. Well, so, I mean, what are we worried about? But he here? took, now you would know better than me, and they might have done so when you guys aren't allowed in practice. He probably took a couple of reps. No, I, he didn't take a quarterback rep. He had a couple of trick plays. No, they don't well, get that, reps. That, that counts as. Uh, no, well, I meant as, you know, getting the ball as a receiver and turning into a thrower. He didn't get a rep at quarterback. They don't, as, as the great, as I told you, my, my favorite quote in NFL history, surpassing uh, John McKay, was Tom Moore talking about Jim Sorge as the backup quarterback to Pete Manning and why he doesn't get more reps. And Tom Moore said, um, if 18 gets hurt, we're fucked and we don't practice fucked. I do they like don't that. practice fucked. They don't give court, they don't give reps. Greg Ward playing quarterback and understand understood and that is a great quote but sometimes you get fucked so you better at least have a plan for it you oh, may not practice it but they you have better a have a plan for it they have a contingency but contingency they don't they're not is gonna, the word they're not I, giving that guy they don't I'd get love for someone like John McMullen or Chris Franklin to ask the question today of Howie Roseman and feel free to state it this way listen if you guys get fucked and you're down to your third quarterback what are you going to do? By the way, Jody. If you need to say, Jody McDonald asked me to ask you, Howie, yeah. if you get well, fucked, what, you know, what we, are you going to do on uh, when you get down to your third quarterback? Chris can put take it on that. Me. I'll take the hit. I won't yeah. be there, but I'll take the hit. Go ahead Chris, put it on me. That would be a hit because you don't get Howie a lot, so you got to ask him relevant questions. So, Chris, you can take that hit in the green room. But I will say this. 
Carson Strong did get reps in practices. They ain't giving reps to Greg Ward playing quarterback. They can't even get reps for stinking poor Carson Strong. Well, we shall see. I, uh, Chris Franklin is – at least he's enjoying Jody McDonald losing his mind here on Birds 365. <laughs> I'm glad I'm entertaining someone. I hope I'm entertaining a couple of yous out there in the uh, streaming world. We'll come back. Chris Franklin, NJ.com, joins us next here on Birds 365. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the polls and the pools go for the ooze and the oz go for the bubbles and the bubbly go for the story and the stories go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com Cut down day for the Philadelphia Eagles today. And that's what we're talking about here on Bird Street 65, McMullen and McDonald. And yeah, I don't expect either of you guys to ask my question, Howie Roseman, today, because it would be a misplay. Not the fact that I'm not proud of the question or that I'd really like the answer to the question. Just today's cut down day. So you don't need to be rubbing salt in the wounds when mm-hmm. Howie's got to actually... uh, Poor Carson Strong. You know, if Tyree Jackson was healthy, he'd be the obvious choice, but he's not healthy. 
I forgot about right. Tyreek. Uh, right. Not not going to be active uh, certainly week one. Well, it won't go there with either one of you two guys who are there practice all the time. We going to see Tyree Jackson this year? I I think we will. I I think we will. No, it's going to be. It's going to be. They're going to have to do some tough choices because you're you're not going to carry four tight ends. You don't think? So, I could see. I don't want to be. I could speculate. I could see the Eagles were having trouble with the passing game. Maybe you let go Stoll because he's your best blocking guy, but you also have Calcaterra, who's a good a good route runner, along with Dallas Goddard. I think. I personally, I I like Calcaterra more than I like Stoll right now, personally. But I it's it's. I think we will. I think we will. Yeah, I mean, he tore his ACL in week 18, so that was early January. That's early September, nine months. Uh, you know, he's on the pup list, so he's got to miss the first four games. He'll, I think he'll be ready to go by week five, and yeah, then you got to make a decision. Um, and who knows? You know, maybe that decision is made for you by that point. Maybe somebody's not playing effectively, um, and it's easy to get Tyree back. But you're right, it could be a difficult decision. Uh, you reported, Chris, kudos, uh, two difficult decisions for the Eagles. Uh, the Greg Ward cut, who's been here for a long time now, and Richard Rogers as well, who is eventually going to catch up to Julian Vanderbilt and how many times he's been back. But um, So the start of cutdown day, are we going to see any splashy surprise curveballs trades there's talk about Jalen Rager heating up you know where that's coming from Chris Franklin but uh, (laughs) um anything surprising you expect to see I think it's going to pretty much stay chalk I mean I would have probably thought heading in there I thought I would have thought hey you know what maybe they carry three but I think Reed Senate kind of sealed his fate uh, on Saturday some of those uh, decision-making, I uh, question a lot. But uh, <laughs> I thought the biggest uh, surprise for me early on was that Tart was released. I mean, and I shouldn't yeah. say surprise because he's a veteran and his contract would have been guaranteed. But given I thought he outplayed Kayvon Wallace, I thought personally, I mean, uh, I, thought, I, I thought he was a guy that can give you that big nickel look with Harris and with uh, Marcus Epps. But I... Just though, uh, the Kayvon Wallace experiment for me is over, and I, I, he's still, we're still arranged on his roster. I mean, things can change. You know, maybe they pick up somebody, claim off waivers by tomorrow, stuff like that. But I think Tart for me, even though it was the day before, but today I don't think there's going to be any surpri- like true big surprises. All right. Um, why do you think Tart is no longer an Eagle then? Because I think I think they didn't want to guarantee that contract. I think uh, when you look, especially if it was – if he was, if the Eagles only had like say Marcus Epps and nobody, like if Anthony Harris wasn't here, I think he would be the spot. It would be make sense for because he'd be a starter. But I think when you look at like a, a back, a third, your third safety, who I don't think you're going to use that much in like that role, in that type of role, see the field as much. And then Patrick Guy having to guarantee that contract, I think the Eagles are going to try to save as much money as they can to roll over for next year. So, and if something were to happen to him or, he falls off the way or he becomes like Andrews Adejo part two, then eh. <laughs> you don't go that route. Exactly. Yeah. How big was Tart's contract? Oh, that they're uh, actually worrying about it. No, it was it was uh it was one one one, 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 
one. It was it was close to Anthony Harris with incentives. So it wasn't I think he had an opportunity to make up to to two, two and a half million with incentives. Uh so I think it was less than that on on the base package. But um it, you do bring up an interesting point because when the Eagles signed Jaquaski Tart, I, I said at the time he might start or he might get cut because if he doesn't earn a starting job, he's not going to help you on special teams. And, and that factors into it a lot more as a backup player than a starter. Um, when you see the versatility of Josiah Scott and Andre Sachere, do you think that has, has, you know, been the difference between those players and say Jaquaski Tart? I think it help, I think that helps push along push that along, especially when we saw Scott. Scott actually played decently when he was in there. Yeah. Being that he could, he plays well in the middle of the field, you know, he's got the experience being in those tight quarters and you know, shutting down those slot receivers. So I think that played a role in Shasper, you know, is one of the better gunners and is one of the better gunners in the league when he's given that opportunity. So it was a tough <laughs> it, 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 and you don't think of it as this way. I don't think it's a good way to say it's a good stacked uh, safety group, but when you look at what some of these other guys do and the versatility that the Eagles covered in a lot of positions, I think that helped those guys out a lot. This is one of those days every single year here in Philadelphia, you can make the argument it's like 365, but th- there are certain days that are heightened more than others, and this is one of the heightened days. Howie Roseman is the general manager of the Eagles because he's going to make decisions about the roster on players that he had already made a decision on. By bringing them in. And then are you either looking bad because you've decided to go in another direction, admitting a mistake, whatever else. I'm going to make each of you guys Howie Roseman here for a second. Step into the Eagles general manager's shoes. That's uh, good because I'm very untrustworthy. Okay. Uh, that, uh, did you see that? Shot on Howie score. And you're worried about me saying fuck to Howie. That was, you took the shot at him there, Rick Mullen. That was, was a joke. just talking theoretically. You that was a joke. A I suppose now Chris knows. I suppose, Jody, you did not see the athletic uh, Ben Standing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mo- most yeah, distrusted. Least trustworthy. Uh, oh, no. That's all. It was I a joke. It. it was a joke. But that's I, from somebody yeah. out of town. You're one yeah. of his boys. You're, you're going to be one of the guys I, standing in front of him today. Well, don't Not tell that. Not the guy from Athletic who said he's the most untrusted. No, he didn't say it. The guy from the Athletic didn't say it. It was a a survey of yeah, he I believe he 26 right. NFL yeah, teams. And Howie Rosen like led with four, which is yeah. like and Joe Douglas was tied. <laughs> yeah, Joe Douglas, who's the nicest guy in the world, by the way, Joe Douglas. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I I read that article quickly and moved on. But I'm not going to let you two move on. I'm putting you in Howie <laughs> Roseman's shoes, okay? All right. What is the minimum in return that you would take to trade Jalen Rager? If you're going to move on from Rager, you're going to trade him, which is less of a cap hit than cutting him. There's a reason for it in addition to the compensation you're going to get back for it. You're the general manager. You're stepping into Howie's shoes here. You picked them in the first round just two years ago. Add whatever credence to the decision you're making because of that. What's the least you will take in exchange for uh, Jalen Rager, Franklin first? I'd probably go a fifth with a conditional fourth based on how many, uh, how much playing time he gets. Because I. Chris is so bright. Chris is so bright. Uh, Yeah, five conditional. 
with a condition, I would push. I'd take a five, but I would push uh, for it to turn into a conditional four. Especially if I got a got move. move. All right. Yeah. So, so now, John, you first. I'm the pick a team, any team, Baltimore Ravens. I give you a sixth rounder. You're saying no? Um, yeah, I'm saying no because I don't have a punt returner. He's going to be my punt returner. Yeah, I'm well, going to. We're making a call in ten minutes. You still got Covey and uh, whatever know. else on your Britain roster. Covey you know you're you're, Covey keep, you're really keeping Jalen Rager because you have faith yeah. that he's going to be good at punt returning this year. No, he's the best I got. You know, I think it's a more important role than people think, and I don't think the Eagles have an obvious replacement. Um, now it's you know they've been trying a bunch of different bodies back there. I haven't seen anything from Britton Covey as a returner and even less as a slot receiver. Um, so I'm not, I'm not excited about that. So you're talking about me as the GM. Yeah. I, I would just hold on to him. And then there's the injury part of it. If, if, you know, you want that skill set if, if somebody gets injured and hopefully it clicks and, you know, I keep them as insurance. You know what I would do? I'd probably think I'd probably trade Draylon Rager in a fifth to them <laughs> if they give me Chuck Clark in a seventh. Oh, I I can get Chuck Clark. <laughs> He's out. Chuck Clark's not leaving. Yeah, that's what the shot. Like I gotta call him. Like you yeah, know, you gotta do that. Be, like oh, I, I kind of want Lamar Jackson to throw that in the deal yeah. too. While you're at I'm like, gonna what? throw in. Yeah, I'm gonna throw in stuff if I can get a starting and paper. and give them Anthony Harris and ask for Marcus Williams too while you're out. <laughs> so why not rebuild the safety room all in one yeah. big swoop? Might as well. Oh, hey, if I'm gonna play GM, I'm gonna try to get everything I can possibly yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you throwing hardball to be the special teams coach again? All right, cool. <laughs> the reason why I asked the question, the way I asked the question. Jeff Mosher, another good friend of the show, comes on whenever we ask him uh, and has some good sources around the league. He just tweeted out in the last 10, 15 minutes, buzz around the league that Jalen Rager's trade market is heating up. What that means, he doesn't go into details. How big? A- I know what it means. Yeah. But I can't say what it means. <laughs> um, uh, it, yeah, I mean, look, I think there are teams that would trade for Jalen Rager, but the problem is Howie is probably asked for more than what I asked for. Um, and I don't think he's getting that. So how far does he come down? Um, yeah. I think it would be best for both cases to have a change of scenery here. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's good. The Eagles aren't cutting them because of the dead cap hit. Um, what what do you think of punt returner, Chris? Do you, would you be comfortable with Britton Kobe? Would it be somebody else? Would they try a Kenny Gainwell or somebody maybe outside the box? See, I would tr- I would try Kobe only for a simple fact that you need somebody who's sure-handed back there, and, and you no longer have Greg Ward for that, right? And, and he's going to be a little. It's going to take a while for him, even if they want to bring yeah, it back. It's going to take a while for him to recover. He's not healthy, yeah. And as I mean, I, Aaron Moore has said it too. You want somebody who can track it, like that's the most important thing. Because you see him back there always uh, helping out the returner. So you know, so they they covet somebody who's more sure-handed more than anything. And I've seen like when you're watching the punters. I mean, Kobe's been the one that's been the most reliable in that role when it comes to not dropping punch. I think I think I may have seen him drop maybe one. That's about it. I and mean, that's granted us playing ADD and going, okay, what's it over here? Is there? Oh, okay, is there? Oh, right, he's doing that, but 
I, he's the one I only I only feel comfortable like feeling comfortable with. I mean, you got Quez, but if you expect Quez to have the role that he has in this offense this year, he, you don't want to risk him back there. So, yeah, you're probably gonna have to go with that. You're probably gonna have to go with Kobe if that's the case. And I wouldn't be surprised if Rager's uh, doing the Lambo leap personally. You know, if we've I, talked about waiver wire. Is there is that a potential waiver wire? The Eagles might look for somebody with return ability because they need a kick returner too if they don't have Chandler Rager. I, see, I, that's why I think Watkins. If they don't have Rager there, I think they let Watkins do handle that role. I think they're comfortable with that because nine times, like well, nine times, like seven times out of ten, ball's going in the end zone. Just seeing him go to the arms like yeah. this. Okay, that was important, but he was not good at it early last season. People forget Quest was the lead kickoff returner, and he was bad at it. Yeah. Um, to the point where Jalen was an upgrade. So. Yeah. I, don't I, wish, know. I, don't I wish the team had addressed this during the draft. I, I really think so, especially one of the six-round picks. I know you got Kyron, I know you got Grant, but I thought – I think especially with where the team finished last, I think they're in the bottom third in both – I think at least I know for a kick re, kickoff returns, they're in the bottom third. I think that's especially thing, especially given this is the potential this offense has for being good. You can't continually have them start in field position with it inside the 20. We can get the ball easily at the 25 or a touchback. So, it, it, I will look for that personally, but – I can't think of any names offhand unless there's a big cut or somebody else like, hey, you know, okay, get that guy. But, yes, that's the position of need still, I think, on for this team. Chris, uh, when will you, which means everybody who uh, reads you also will know, when will you know if Jason Kelsey is starting for the Eagles on Sunday? And how will you know? I think we'll know probably that Wednesday practice – when you see him around, I mean, he's out there stretching, even though he didn't participate, he's out there stretching. So he's starting to ramp up a little bit more. I think he's, I think he's going to be ready to go. I think personally, I think he's going to be there for week one. Cause if there's any time oh, yeah. when he's looking like that one too, I'm if he's 50, sure. he's going. Yep. Now we're all day to day, but he, he's, yeah. If he's, yeah. <laughs> if he's in Detroit, he's flying. Yep. So. You ain't keeping him out. You ain't keeping him out that way. I think it would have to take a tear. And even then knowing him, He's going to probably have to patch it up. He's going to have oh, to wait yeah. for that. Brace that. it up and still yep. go. Yep. <laughs> so I think I think I think pretty. I, I wouldn't say I say early next week. We definitely know for sure, and then and then go from there. Yeah, and that's obviously um, the strength of the Eagles. Should be the strength of the Eagles. That offensive line. We haven't talked about that when it comes to cut down. I on my final fifty-three, which I'm already screwed because I picked Chaposky uh, Tarts. Um, <laughs> I went I went very heavy on the offensive line. I went 10 offensive linemen because I think it's the most depth, and they don't have depth at quarterback. They don't have depth at running back. They don't have depth at tight end. They don't have depth at safety. Um, is 10 too much? Or... That's, the, that's the amount I had, and I had Opetomy in the one, although I really thought Coyote Obseka was going to be the guy that, eventually was like earn a 53 man roster spot. But looking at some of the inside pressures he gave up on Saturday, I think Sue Opeta still does that, but I'm not still comfortable with Opeta and pass blocking. I think he's a really good run blocker. I mean, when he, when he was lined up next to um, my when Dickerson was out on a Wednesday, they opened big holes uh, yeah. Thursday, excuse me. They opened some big yeah. holes, but the problem is if you're, if you got a blitz coming up side, you better say he, he's, how many lookout blocks you're going to get from on that side? So, I think they keep ten still because the team historically, you know, they like to build around the trenches. I think they keep ten, but and so I wouldn't worry about the depth. As I think they they're pretty good depth wise at that position. 
All right, Chris, uh, on a day like today when there are going to be guys losing jobs and uh, you feel badly that that's the case, some people's dreams are going to end. The usual talking points on Birds 365 are pushed to the background. But let's bring them back up again. Are we good to go at quarterback? Because Jalen Hurts had a perfect quarterback ranking in the preseason. Perfect. John McMullen keeps reminding perfect quarterback ranking for Jalen. So that's good. The Eagles got no question. By the way, quarterback, right? That that is an NFL preseason record. Has to be. <laughs> Has to be. Yes. I think they're I think they're set at quarterback. And I think he's gonna play well enough to we are gonna be talking about him for the next four years from after this year. I really think yeah. he's that. All right, then here's the follow-up question. Give me the date. Look in your crystal ball. When right. did the Eagles extend Jalen Hurts? Uh, as Miss Cleo's cousin, I think they extend him <laughs> after the week. It's telling me, it's calling me now that you do it after. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll see it uh, after. Uh, I think it'll be after the season because they want they're they're because I guess I I can imagine right now. You go through there, they win a playoff game, they get knocked out by the Bucks or the Rams. They get quiet. They say, you know what? We're 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 thinking about it. We're going to assess the season. We're going to see how it goes from there. Meanwhile, I think around probably like week 17, 18, there's some back channels going on, like. We think we want to keep them, and then we hear it sometime around the right before the draft that they extended them. So, I think it's, I think it's going to happen. It's a matter of just they'll, they'll wait a little bit, you know, try to play a little hardball. By the way, speaking of perfect passer rating, you know what a perfect passer rating on uh, Saturday night? Tua, Tua, yeah. <laughs> he better have. Yeah, <laughs> that bandwagon. I'm I'm inviting anybody in. No, I assume get on he. That Tua bandwagon. <laughs> either one of you guys have been there yet you can join me if you want no i'm just concerned i assume he played before i'm just concerned that jalen just keeps the record the preseason record. <laughs> that's I, very I, that's very important i assume he played before that so i assume jalen has the record and yeah, he, uh, oh no two wasn't perfect for the entire yeah preseason. he will never lose that record ever nope. moving forever forward rushed in there forever yeah. in there. i thought so, i think I was talking about their speed. Dolphins have a lot of speed, like depth speed too. Like yeah. they're a fast team, so they can be really good. I think they're. Yeah, are. speaking of, you know, uh, I I I joked. I probably joked to you at the game that, um, you know, I had a tough time getting to fifty three, um, getting down to fifty three. Then after that game, I had a tough time getting up to fifty. <laughs> I wanted to get rid of everybody, um, but if there is. And you've been at every practice, every preseason game. If there is an eagle that gets claimed on the waiver wire, give me give me a prediction who that might be. Hmm. If they cut him, I can see Reed Blankenship. He can be one. And then I can see Deion Kane. I really think Deion Kane can latch on too, because I thought he showed a lot when it came to his quickness. I think he so he's a very detailed route runner. He puts himself in positions to make the catch. And you see when, especially on those back shoulder feeds that, that they, the Eagles ran with Gardner Minshew and him, I think he has he has a lot of skills, I think, that a lot of teams were covered. I think he, it might be, he reminds me in a way he can be like a Zach Pascal type guy. I really, truly think he can be that. And if there's a team that was a, a wide receiver need, I can see him, I can see him going down there. I, I, I really, truly think he can be a really good wide receiver in this league. 
That that would be uh, uh, something that would probably sit in Howie's craw because if Frigga stays and Kane goes somewhere else and plays well, just another guy that Howie passed over to keep uh, Jalen Rega. Uh, you better better root against that. All right, here's what I'm rooting for this upcoming season, and I need both of you guys input on this. I made a wager yesterday. Oh, I wagered that the Philadelphia Eagles would beat the Miami Dolphins in the Super Bowl this year. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, by by the way, I wagered that the Miami Dolphins would beat the Philadelphia Eagles as well. I played played it both ways. (laughs) What do you think I should get as odds for the Eagles beating the Dolphins or the Dolphins beating the Eagles? Eagles beat the Dolphins plus – Plus two ten after what I saw, Dolphins. Yeah, plus two ten. So the Dolphins minus two ten when it comes to that. I think it's Dolphins. Yeah, you're, 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 really not, you're not understanding the wager. You're talking about in that game on that day. No, I'm talking about making the bet now. And all oh. these other potential outcomes could happen. Like, oh, I don't know, uh, Buffalo against oh, do Green Bay for the Super Bowl. Certainly yeah. a much yeah. uh, more figurable. Outcome I would think the point. Eagles would have an easier path. I'm not a betting yeah. guy, but I would think they would have the easier path to the Super Bowl than the Dolphins because the AFC is so much stronger on paper. Yeah. That's that's how I would. But I don't I don't pay attention enough attention to those types then, of bets. Then let me lay it out for you. And I was actually surprised. The Eagles at the spot where I made my wagers yesterday were 25 to 1. They were down from 30 to 25. I don't know why, because they just got beat 48 <laughs> to 10, but preseason games don't mean anything, as per my buddy John McMullen here. That's you don't true. read anything into them at all. Uh, but they did come down five clicks, but that might have more to do with just Tyron Smith being out, so the Eagles are now the favorite in the East, or at least co-favorites in the East. So it was 25 to 1. Dolphins are 40. Didn't come down at all after putting 48 on the Eagles. But the payout is exactly the same. It doesn't matter whether the Dolphins beat the Eagles or the Eagles beat the Dolphins, five hundred to one. That's that's well, yeah, that's that's a weird way that that, that they have set it up. Same but yeah, thing, yeah, same thing. Oh. And you would think that the Eagles would be favored over the Dolphins because one's only twenty-five to one to win their conference. The other one's forty to one to win their conference. But it's the same exact payoff. So if well, I can play- see that from a Super Bowl standpoint because. If the Dolphins get through that AFC at that point, they would be considered a really, really good team, I would imagine. Whereas even if the Eagles make it through the NFC, I don't think it's, you know, they'll be considered a good team. But I don't think it will be considered as big as getting through the AFC. Dolphins, Eagles get to the Super Bowl. Dolphins are the favorite is what you're telling me. I would think so at that point. Right now, I would say the Eagles would be favorite. But at that point, if the Dolphins made it all the way through that AFC, I think that would turn them into favorite. So if the Dolphins and Eagles were playing next week instead of the Eagles and the the Lions, if they were going back down to Miami, you think the Eagles would be Well, not in Miami, but it would be, you know, maybe the Dolphins, the old school, you give them three points. Maybe the Dolphins are favored by two points, uh, that type of thing. If, if it's in Miami, I probably yeah, I probably say if it's here, yeah. I you know five six Eagles. I probably six. put the Dolphins four and a half. I thought they looked that good. Granted, especially it's something about these Shanahan coaches, the Shanahan tree coaches that give the Eagles fits. 
It, yeah. Just around well, that around that thing. I, don't know, so I, I love Kyle Shanahan. But uh, <laughs> 22 starters, 21 of them didn't dress for the Eagles. Who cares? Who yeah. cares? There's <laughs> so, so much eye, the eye discipline and the way the Eagles like to – have trouble with keeping containers on those times. I can see it right now. Also, Tyreek Hill on the end around because oh, yeah. I don't know. Big somebody's man. going up there like, oh, what's this? Oh, wait, he's behind me. Oh, too late. <laughs> All right, CF, need you on the record because uh, we're going to get everybody on the record between now and September 11th. Do you agree with me that, and I'm, I'm going to be nice because I've been a little nasty all day today. Do you agree <laughs> with me that the Detroit Lions are just not a really good football team. By the way, I got a big cut I got to throw on you guys. Yeah, I think they're not good. I I, I, th- I don't think they're a good team. Nice pieces, but team overall, across the construction, I don't, I don't think they're that. It'll be, the games will be closer. It won't be 30 points. It may be like 15, 10, but yeah. With, with, with split the final quarter in half, seven and a half minutes to go, will Eagle fans be sweating? Nah, I don't think so. Neither do I. I don't think so. I'm glad you were here. All right. All right. What do you got for, for us, Mac? Uh, last one for me. C. Franklin News. Uh, read uh, Chris at NJ.com. Uh, Kellen Mund waived by the Minnesota Vikings. I know Jody doesn't like this player. <laughs> no, Eagles thank want, you. Eagles want a de- Eagles need a developmental quarterback. Um, He was terrible, but obviously Nick Mullins was – decided to be better but you know the vikings have a rookie coaching staff who knows if they know what the heck they're doing eagles love developmental quarterbacks they need well, a better one than reed sinette right vikings, vikings quarterback what what position what viking coach what position did he play he played quarterback well, okay. i don't and i don't I'm know gonna, if he... i'm gonna trust his judgment that if he think kellen munn stinks and i think kellen munn stinks yeah, I'm going with Kellen Munt's thing. What do the Eagles think, Kellen Munt? Is, is he an so upgrade too. over Reed Sinnett? He's an upgrade over Reed Sinnett, but I don't think he's the right guy to be on his – like right now, I, I wouldn't take him as, as a three. You know who I, t- I look at seriously? Jack Cohn. I look at a guy like Jack Cohn, to, like if they need uh, to, to sit him in there but and try me, to develop you know, him. Kellen at least has some movement skills so he can run the same offense where Jack Cohn is that – traditional six foot five drop back passers like Carson Strong basically right with, yeah. with a good knee. Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'm, know. I'm just I'm just trying to help a brother out here. Chris <laughs> yeah. Strebler. Think about it, Eagles. Too old for the Eagles. Chris Too old. <laughs> he had a good preseason. He yeah, can play. I He's think a great they cup, should be worried uh, more great. about who can play than the age on the birth certificate. He's a great cup champion too. Chris Strebler. He's a winner is that. what he is. He won three games for the <laughs> Jets right. preseason. Driving late in the end zone. Stick it in. And he, he won a great cup. I don't he's, know. Where did he go to better college? better than I Reed Sinnett. That's That I can pretty much guarantee you. Yeah. I, I think he's, I know Reed was a finance major. You know, I think he's if his football career is done, I think he'll do well in that sector. But if he's in the if he's manning the first team offense right now, it's going to look a lot three yards in a cloud of dust because it's going to be uh, – I I just – I don't see it anymore. I, I thought he looked good early on, but now – I, I hope Reed Sinet, uh put his money in good stocks or mutual funds or whatever. Uh, hope the uh, financial uh, knowledge that he had, he's done well at uh, building up that portfolio because 
Yeah, I don't know that he's going to be drawing an NFL check this year. Uh, Mr. Franklin, thank you very much. Thank you for laughing when I tried to be funny. We appreciate whenever you come on and lend yes. us your eagle insight. We'll get you on uh, within the next couple of weeks. And it's I'll see you to... later, Chris. I'll, I'll see you later. And it's always going to be on Beer Burst 365, PG-13 edition. It's always fun. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> wasn't quite PG-13 today. TV-14. TV-14. R today. Rated R. That is Chris Franklin. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris, Chris Franklin, Chris Strebler. We like the Chris's today. I'm telling you, Eagles, reach out, claim the guy. The guy's a stone cold winner, won a great cup, won three straight preseason games. Was at least he played more snaps than Jalen Hurts did. Jalen Hurts may have had a perfect quarterback ranking, but how many snaps did he play? About 18? And uh, not even 12? Jaylen? 11, I think. Yeah. 11? 11. Something. Yeah. No, might have been eight. I don't, I don't know. We got to go, though, because Rick Saratella is coming up. We got to get the break. Quickie timeout, come back. We'll put a bow on the show. Rick Saratella is next. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
right, uh, we are pretty much done here on Birds 365. Rick Saratella coming up next. Johnny Mac, at what time do you expect to be face-to-face with the general manager of the Eagles today? Uh, 4.30-ish, 4.30-ish, somewhere around that time. Davis Webb got cut, too. Another quarterback out there. Probably a little bit too old. Huh? No. Strep, say, repeat after me. Strebler for the win. Strebler too old. Too old for the Eagles. Developmental. Developmental quarterback. So you need more uh, reads of that. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Got to get the Rick Saratella, the football playbook. Jacob the football Sport. playbook coming up next, partner. I'll see you tomorrow in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365. The destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones, get it done.